and welcome to Big Gay Energy. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Theora. Come along with us while we dive into the fun and nuances of queer media. Representation matters. And we're here to talk about it. Here's Queers. What's on the Big Gay Agenda today, Theora? Today, we are continuing our discussion of Gap the Series, the podcast edition. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, High School Musical has like ruined me forever with these titles. Anyway, we're continuing Gap the Series, and today we are starting off with episode three, and we will see how far we get. So, first thing I wanted to bring up with this episode, this is a super gay episode. Not that they all aren't, but this one's pretty good. So, the first thing I want to point out is, I think that we have Sam's first truth that she ever says to mom because we were ranting about the fact that sam cannot speak her truth to mom mom (laughs) (laughs) to mom and uh that causes some problems so we get our first slip up and their first selfie both which are notable no notable (laughs) so basically the two of them are working late as they do i feel like they work late as excuses to be around each other uh, at least Sam does. And Mon is like genuinely trying to work. And Sam's like, yeah, yeah I'm doing business stuff. A business with who? All your clients are sleeping. But anyway. So to de-stress, Mon takes her to this garden after work, to de- which first of all is adorable. She's like, you need to de-stress. Let me take you out into nature where you can't possibly be anxious. And like, it works because Mon's actually pretty smooth and she doesn't have no idea that she is. So I love it. So it gets her to relax. And Sam's like, yeah, I actually do feel relaxed. And then she says, I feel so relaxed when you're near. Like, she says it out loud. She's not facing mom, but she does say it. So, like, that's the first, like, truth she ever, like, vocalizes to mom, like, about mom, which I think is is huge. And then mom is obviously affected by this. She's so going, okay, oh, my God, my crush likes me. Or my <laughs> idol, whatever. Mm-hmm. She likes me. Okay, cool. I, Because, again, the last episode, she's like, what the fuck do you want from me? And, like, She's like, oh, you want to be around me, which I think is what the whole fucking clusterfuck was about. So, yeah. So, Mon's like, okay, cool. Um, I will remember this moment forever. So, (laughs) let's take photos. So, she tries taking photos of Sam. And Sam admits, she's like, I hate taking photos. Like, hates it. And, like, you can see that her friends know this, too, in other scenes where, like, they take group photos without Sam. Because I think they know Sam hates it. Because she probably has to do it for, like, PR reasons. For, like, the royal family or whatever so she's probably like i hate doing this but i'm forced to do it by my grandmother so like it's kind of like separation of like work and personal life where she's like on my own time i don't want to be taking photos but it's mon and mon's like no no no, come on well how about we take take photos together we'll take a selfie together that way like we're doing it together it's not just you and sam's like okay so (laughs) it's so cute so this whole outing is adorable it's like a lot of firsts for the both of them what you think is really adorable. So I think this whole sequence is just really cute. And it also is more evidence that the two of them are just useless lesbians, which is partially why I love the show so much, because it's like one of my favorite things ever. Because like Sam is so useless when they're taking the photos. Because Mon's like, okay. And like Mon is like smiling at the camera and like posing and like doing all this stuff. And Sam is just staring at Mon. And like mm-hmm. Mon's taking photos. And I'm like, Sam, Girl, do you not know? She obviously doesn't know how to take a selfie because she never has, but she's like, self, look at, I'm going to look at her. And I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. that's on camera now. That's on camera now. Um, other notable thing is that when the whole night is done and Mon's like, okay, I'll send you the photos, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go now. 
Emon leaves. And after she sends her the photos, after Sam looks at them, we get like the first genuine smile from Sam. And it looks a lot like that first smile that like enchanted Mon to begin with, which is again, it's like that the mask is falling. The mask is slowly starting to fall. And it's mm-hmm. it, right now it's private moments for Sam. Um, but still, I I have to imagine that she's so obedient when it comes to the grandmother and like obey like living the life she wants that sam doesn't even let herself slip up by herself so like i feel like this is really i can't imagine the last time she's like genuinely smiled like this which is so sad Hmm. you said the word enchanted again i know it was finally out of my head the (laughs) aura haha I mean, look at how this was all like shot and like the lighting. Like it is very like fairy tale like, and the cinematography is (laughs) the references write themselves. (laughs) Basically, everything is a Taylor Swift song. I agree. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know what isn't a Taylor Swift song? Um, Kirk and Sam's relationship. Because what is their relationship? Is my question. Kirk trying so hard. But, like, not what Sam wants. No. And she very openly is, like, I'm not into you. Like, she very much tells him, like, like, they have this scene where they're alone in her office. And they're kind of talking about, like, I guess the company in a way. And Sam admits that, like, he's, like, playing along. He's like, oh, isn't marrying me going to be, like, your source of happiness? And she's like, no. (laughs) She's very frank with him that she's like, you do not make me happy at all. Like, when I think of happiness, I don't think about you. Mm -hmm. And he, like, brushes it off and, like, jokes about it. But, like, I have to imagine she's always like this with him. So I'm like, bro, the writing is so clearly written on the wall for this man. And he just, like, goes along with it. Which I find odd because... Like, he doesn't seem like a gold digger to me. Like, he seems like he genuinely does care about her, like you said, Cole. But it's just like, wow, like, this is so much rejection being thrown at him constantly. And he's just, like, still chugging along for, like, years, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I also, while, yes, I think he does have, like, care for her, I think it's more that he's known her for such a long time versus, like, actually having real romantic feelings. I mean, he might, but I think it is about, like, what her family can do for him and the status that he can get by coming into this family. Yeah, I, I agree. With, I also think he, on some level, maybe he's terrified of her grandmother. Oh. Well, the grandmother no, is terrifying. Yeah. And like, he's not of noble anything. So like, you know, he's not on the same level with them. So for her to like, I guess, approve of him to marry her granddaughter is, like, the ultimate honor. Because he's very much planning the wedding. Like, later, he's, like, planning the wedding with the grandmother. He goes and sees the grandmother. Like, he's very much playing that role. And he does try to be affectionate with Sam sometimes, but she shuts him down every every time. And, like, again, here, flat out tells her, tells him, like, I'm not into you. And the way they played the scene where he was just like, haha, yeah, whatever, it gave me I'm your beard vibes. And I thought that he was a willing beard for like the longest time, but he's not. That's why I was like confused. I'm like, what exactly is this relationship? Like just it's really odd. And he did like he does go th- and and the whole thing with I don't know that it's just like he's benefit he's a gold digger in a way. Mm. I think it's there's something else because 
he does go through like extreme lengths to make the company thing work for Sam, which Sam admits is what makes her happy. So he does like have a vested interest in her being happy. If he was literally just after the title, he would want this to fail so that she would marry him faster. That's why it's like it, their relationship seems kind of complicated and like sorting it out is kind of hard, it, which makes it fun. But I don't know, their relationship is very interesting to me because it's like, it seems like a clusterfuck, I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. All right. Speaking of cluster, uh, do you have something, Caitlin? No, I don't get it either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter in the end. It's just, I find them in their relationship interesting. He just seems like a golden retriever type person. Right. He's just like happy to be there. Right. And like happy to be a part of this and is like kind of ske- like uh, scheming on the side, but like also just like hanging out. Like he is there yeah. for the ride as long as the ride will let him on it like you know that's I, a great way to put it <laughs> i think he's more like a baby horse like eager i this is what apparently what a baby horse in my head is like okay okay so do it very happy to see everybody but like knocks everything down in its path like he's like trying to help but then like goes behind her back and is like helping a competitor by accident yeah. We didn't say he was bright. Yeah. <laughs> like a golden retriever. They're not the smartest. But they're they they're happy to be there. They're genuinely adorable and like sunshine. But he's not the brightest. I have I have thoughts on his whole thing, the scheming. He says it's to help her, which I think he genuinely believes it is, but ultimately I don't he's not. But I like your interpretations. He's just a little animal that wants to like be along for the ride. And Sam is just like the owner that never gives him treats. <laughs> like ever. So I'm like, why are you still? Again, it's it's like you're saying, Cole, it's like a power thing where he's like, like if, if, because she's more of a challenge, he's like, well, I'm more invested now because I need to please her. Mm-hmm. Have either of you ever seen the movie Strays that was like just in the theaters? No. I, okay. I know the premise though. But it's basically the owner who, like, keeps trying to throw this dog out and, like, drove, like, two hours away and the dog keeps finding its way back. (laughs) It's so mean to the dog. But the dog keeps coming back and thinks it's them loving him. Yes. So I think that one. Strays. Mm -hmm. They got strays vibes. (laughs) Okay. So speaking of things that aren't healthy, um, let's talk about Sam's office etiquette because she is an HR nightmare, like (laughs) a nightmare for HR, which her HR person, Noi, Noi, you should be fired because you do not do a good job, girl. Sam should be like disciplined a hundred times over by eight. She has an HR department at her company and then she commits so many HR violations. Can they tell the boss off? HR? Yeah, they should, they should be able to. They're kind of like their own like independent like little thing. Absolutely. But um not at this company. Not at this company. I don't know what HR does at this company. That's nothing. Company. Maybe it's, yeah. maybe Fair. it's like my last company whose HR was just like another employee who like knew a few things and just got thrown into it because everybody kept quitting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no way for <laughs> it. Sounds but like right. but Sam, Sam could just fire her and save the money because the company's failing. So there's that. Anyway. No one said Sam was a good businesswoman either because I don't understand the company, but it doesn't matter. Let's talk about her HR crimes. So 
And this episode, this is where like uh, Mon's getting ready to launch like her first thing on Diversity Pop, and then the competitor launches it first because Kirk is being a bad golden retriever, basically, and like showed Sam's entire hand to the competitor, and the competitor is like fantastic, and then published it as their own as plagiarism. And so obviously they find out about this and Sam's like, what the fuck? So then she gets, Sam is zero to 100 at all times. So she like immediately goes into like, I must kill somebody mode and like interrogates the whole office, like Spanish Inquisition style. And because of the content leak. So funny. So then we get to Mon. It's hilarious. Like it's comedy gold. Like everybody like saying their truths. Noise is my favorite. If you remember that one, where basically when she got drunk at the company party, she was saying all the stuff about how she wants to marry Kirk and like mm-hmm. ruin their wedding. And she, it was taped by Chin. And Chin's like, I look at this when I want to laugh. And like, so she thought Sam saw it and was like confessing this whole video. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, at the end, she's like, what video? And it gave me like, have you ever seen Parks and Rec? Parts of it. So there's a scene where Leslie Nope, the main character, is on trial, and she has to have character witnesses. And one of them is Andy, played by Chris Pratt. And he's the most golden retriever to ever golden retriever. And he's in there, again, character witness for her. And he's saying all the stuff. He's like, hey, I'm really sorry about the keyboard. Like, you know, I took the laptop home. I spilled spaghetti on it. I'm going to bring it back. And then the guy interrogating him, who's his boss, like stops him. And he's like, what laptop? <laughs> That's not why you're here. It gave me the same energy. Like, I need to put those clips side by side. Because it was the same energy. And I'm like, oh my God. But it was so, like everybody in the office were just confessing to things. All these crimes. That, mm-hmm, that had nothing to do with what she actually was trying to get them to say. And they're like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Right. It's, like, like, it's so funny. Oh my god. So then we get to Mon. Mm. Mon's interrogation, which this is where the HR atrocities come into place. First mm-hmm. of all, she starts touching Mon's face, which she's your employee. That is a hundred percent not okay to like touch your employee's face behind closed doors in your office. I this feel is like not these the are... only thing they do behind no. closed doors in their office, though. No, but like here we are in episode three. Why is an HR here during these interrogations Mm, that's a good question that's how they should go down there is a again this whole situation like robs in my mind robs mon of autonomy because her boss who's interrogating her and it's like your job is on the line if you like aren't truthful with me is like being inappropriate i understand like it's kind of it's consensual in a way but like on the surface this is not okay then we get into like they start talking and like I think Mon kind of lets it slip a little bit that like again she like knew Sam from the past and Sam's like what are you talking about like this is weird and so like Mon in this conversation has the opportunity to be like yeah we knew each other but she doesn't I don't know why Mon keeps this a secret for so long I can't really figure out why she does that like she had a, like a genuine opportunity in the scene to be like yeah we met here's the dog like why does she take why does she balk so long on that i don't i don't get it it doesn't make sense it doesn't like just tell her that you met her when you were younger right it's not like you knew each other that well or like it's not like she wronged her you took in the dog totally like you did a you know a girl scout move like (laughs) 
you know, get some brownie points here. I mean, like, I took care of your dog, remember me? So you can trust me. Like, this was a perfect opportunity to be like, you definitely can trust me. You trusted me with your dog. Like, mm-hmm. Mon underutilized the dog thing and this, you know, God damn it, Mon. Okay. Dog deserved better. The dog did. The dog deserved more screen time. <laughs> this would have, like, been great. Okay. So then, after this conversation where Mon's like, wow, I can't even believe you're you think I'm the one that did this because like I made the content. Why the fuck would I give it to somebody else? Like, this is insane. Mon, Sam's like, okay, whatever. So then she's like, well, in order to make sure you're not the mole, you should, you need to work on me with me one-on-one. Like, and then like, it's like, okay, you need to work on me with me one-on-one. And then like, threatens her, <laughs> she threatens her immediately. She's like, well, if you don't agree to do this, I'm going to fire you, even though you're not the bull. And that's where I, this is where I have a problem with the employee-employer thing. Because, like, mm. Sam is wielding her power as the employer to get Mon to do what she wants, which takes the agency away from Mon, which is exactly what her grandmother was doing to her. So, learned bad behavior, perhaps? Like, I don't like, I don't like this aspect of their relationship. It's not just that they have the power melts is that Sam wields it against Mon, like outwardly, and like threatens her. Like, I don't like that. I see this slightly different. Not that, not that what you're saying is incorrect, because yes, like there is a power imbalance if you're looking at it in like an actual. Uh, I mean, it is media, so like people emulate what happens in the media and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, so like, I, I don't want to minimize what you're bringing up because it is very important and it is something that needs to be like talked about but i also see here a very attractive situation like this is like the setup to a porn (laughs) like it's right you know like it that is what this is like starting like setting up is like you have to work with me on this project because otherwise how can i keep an eye on you and just like the most dramatic like trying to flirt once again very poorly flirting with like sam very poorly flirting with mon and like so to me while everything you said is a hundred percent true this also kind of touches on the like uh sexy aspect of like a power dynamic imbalance type thing and like what it could lead to kind of thing so like you got you you can't negate what you're saying but it's also kind of hot and okay i'm gonna i'm gonna stop you though i think i know what you're saying but how would you feel about the situation if sam was a man and doing this does that ch- does so, that change it because to me that would change it like, that would change it I, that makes not, it worse mm-hmm. especially I, I because not. where this goes is sam taking mon home with mm-hmm. her to work, oh yeah no no no. again i'm not saying what you're saying is wrong in the slightest i agree with you but it's still hot like but, in this but pretty lady with power i understand yeah. when it's a woman though <laughs> i know yeah. it's like but she's a pretty woman mm-hmm. who obviously is flirting poorly yes i agree there you could excuse things when it's two yeah, yeah. women it does change the dynamic but like to people who are like no it's great i'm like if sam was a man would you feel the same way about the scene because oh, i yep 
I would be more mad about it than I was when mm -hmm. I originally, she's threatening, she's like, Maude, who's worked so hard to get to this job, and then to be like, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to fire you. Like, she's constantly saying that to her, but then to be like, spend time with me at my house or I'll fire you. It's like, she crosses a lot of HR red tape. As, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. As 100%. Just like, I, I could do without that. None of what Sam does in the first half of the series is okay. Like, I just think it's creepy and unprofessional. I think as we get past this episode, it gets less bad. Because Mon is like, I'm into this now. And mm -hmm. it gets less weird. But here with the threatening stuff, that's that's when I have a problem with, like, their employee, the employee-employee situation. Especially, yes. where is it? She has HR. Where's HR? Why is HR not in this meeting? Sam. No, absolutely. Again, Sam. I I a hundred percent agree with what you're saying. I do. I do understand. Like it, it like in a actual, not just in a show even. And you're right. If it was a, a man and a woman as well, and the man was in power, like I would feel worse than I do about this. Like so, I I do agree with what you're saying. I think it's trying to come off as not as predatory as it does come off. And I think that's where my interpretation is a little bit different is I think the what they're trying to show is different than how it's being perceived. Oh, no, I agree. It's definitely it's it's written as part of the romance. Mm -hmm. Just always have HR present. Yes. Like, know, your yes. On. <laughs> know your rights. Bring Noi into that room and be like, you're HR, sit here for this. That's what I'm saying. Protect yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't be in the situation. Okay. Also, speaking of situations, so the next day, Sam's like, um, I need to keep an eye on you at my house. So let's go to my house and keep working. Because we need to post content by 9 a.m. tomorrow. Mm -hmm. She makes up this deadline out of nowhere. And then, again, where's Noi? But it doesn't matter. So to get mods, like, well, okay, look, this is, I agree we have to keep working because I need to keep this fucking job. And now you've given me another weird deadline. Um, and if that's what you want, I guess. But I have to clear it with my parents. And so I think mom was kind of like, they will never fucking say yes to this. Because <laughs> unmarried woman at a stranger's house. But mom very much underestimates um, the worshiping of the royal family that goes on with her family. This is like if oh my God. Taylor Swift called Theora and asked if her wife could spend the night with her. Whatever you want, Taylor. <laughs> you don't even have to tell me details. That's literally what happens here. Okay. This scene is fucking hilarious, though, because they're in the car already. And then Sam's like, put it on speakerphone. Because I think she knows exactly how this is going to go down. She's like, I'm fucking Sam about to be in charge of this, this place. Let me talk to your parents. <laughs> She gets the dad, which was the first mistake. Instead of like, because I think I think Mama was gonna out Mon's entire thing. She'd be like, "Sam, it's so nice to talk to you again." And Sam would be like, "Again," mm -hmm. and then Mom would have been dead. But then she gets the dad, and the dad gives Sam a blank check. He's like, "Whatever you want, <laughs> Sam. Uh, you don't have to give me details. It doesn't matter. Um, if you're kidnapping my daughter, that's sure. That sounds great. Um, and whatever you want, Lady Sam. Like, sure, whatever." And Mom's like, "What the." You don't even know what she's asking. And he's like, it doesn't matter, Mon. Um, she's the future queen or whatever. It doesn't matter. She's whatever you want. Whatever you want, Lady Sam. Because once again, Sam, Sam knew this was going to go down. She's like, I'm a powerful woman. I'm going to get what I want. And she like, this is another example of her like wielding her power to get what she wants. And poor Mon was like, God damn it. I thought my parents loved me. 
But I love the dad. He's like, whatever you want, lady. Whatever, whatever. You don't need to give me details. It's fine. But then they get to Sam's house. They do. <laughs> do they work, Caitlin? All right. So I, mean, my first, I keep getting distracted by my first thing that I wrote down, which was, what was that? But we have some backup backing up to do before we get to that point. So they get there. And Sam's like, oh, I take a bath every time when I come home. Okay. Okay. Fine. All right. You have, you're supposed to be working though. So why don't you do your work first? But anyway. And then Mon's like, oh, I'll sit here at the kitchen table. Oh no, that's that's not comfortable for you. So it eventually ends with Sam making Mon go sit on her bed and work or something like that, but in her bedroom. So now they're in Sam's bedroom. She's in her boss's bedroom to work. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is where Cole's fantasy is coming in the play. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is where the wrong. board starts. And I'm like, what the hell is happening in the scene? Yes. Okay. So then Sam goes to take a bath. And Ma's left alone in the room. First of all, she could have ta- taken that opportunity. No, she did snoop a little. Of course she did. She's like, yeah. I'm in Sam's room. Yeah. And so Sam is just in the bed. <laughs> and she's like, you're too quiet. Let me hear you. And so <laughs> I don't oh <my> <laughs> Um I forget what fully happens, but I know Mon either starts saying something or Sam tells her to sing something. Yeah, I think she tells her to sing. And then yeah. so she starts she starts singing, singing something she Sam doesn't like. She starts singing a scary song. Yeah. And Sam starts freaking out, obviously. He's like, sing a different one. And, uh, and she, what's the threat this time? And then, so she stops singing and is just like thinking or something. <laughs> I don't, I for, totally forget that part. And then she's like, sing or get in the bath with me. Yeah. That's, they have that's no the established point. relationship at this point. That makes no sense. She's a walking HR nightmare is what I'm saying. This is such a mess. I, I just don't understand. I think about it. Mon's trapped there because she can't yeah. drive. She's trapped in the scenario of like, what the fuck do I do? I think Sam is trying to flirt like really badly like really badly and it's not coming off right but she does not know what to do in this situation like at all she's kind of at a loss and she's trying to uh just so oh michael um, I think HR needs to get rid of the rule where employees can't fraternize and they need to have a flirting one-on-one class. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. Sam is terrible at it. Pop IT. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, Sam's really bad at it. I think it's just one of those things where Sam's like, I just want you around me all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to say that. Which is why she's like, I'm going to go in the bath. You s- talk to me through the door. And then she's like, if you want to talk to me, I need you're coming in here, kind of thing. 
And Mon's like, God damn it. So then she sings her, she serenades her with a love song. Because like Mon's like, I don't know what to do. Let me serenade you and sing something romantic. And Sam's like melting in the bath. The scenario's fucked up and weird, but like there's cute parts. Again, Sam's a man. It's really weird. It's weirder, but like it's cute. They're on the same page. The page is like all over the place, but they're- It's in different languages though. Yeah. They're like, I can't translate this. Yeah. But yes, they're a hot mess. Yes. They're useless lesbians. It's what they are, and it's my favorite. And mm-hmm. it makes them endearing, but the situation is really weird. The situation is weird. Yes. And then it but keeps getting candles. weirder. Yeah, there are candles. candles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sam lit those for herself. Cool. Yeah. Power. Sam loves her, Sam loves her candles. Um. Anyway, so then this ends, and then she's like, um, I don't want to work anymore. And Mon's like, what the fuck, you brought me, which is a theme Mon doesn't catch up on. She's like, what do you mean you invited me over here when you were not working? There's the deadline tomorrow. Sam's like, well, I'm the boss. I'll just move the fucking deadline that I made up to begin with. Like, Mon can't see through the bullshit yet. And Mon's like, I guess. So then she's like, let's go to sleep. Put on my nightgown. Because obviously Mon doesn't have clothes. She didn't move in yet. So she's like, okay. <laughs> she didn't move in yet. In U-Haul. So she's like, we're getting there. Sam's renting it on the computer while she's changing. And so Mon comes out of the bathroom in Sam's nightgown. And it's not like, it's not super revealing. But I mean, it's revealing for like anything going from like work attire to like sleep attire kind of thing. Where it's like a strappy, I don't know, straps, I guess. And strappy straps. Strappy straps, like thin straps, kind of the <laughs> like nightgown, nightdress kind of thing. And when Mon first comes out of the the bathroom, she like crosses her arms. So like she's a little bit uncomfortable with the scenario. I don't think she's really uncomfortable like with Sam per se. And I don't think this is I'm not reading it negatively. I think it's more so like Mon also doesn't know what to do in the scenario, obviously. And now she's like like clothing is a, a form of like emotional armor, a protective barrier. She's more exposed physically and like emotionally and i think that mon also just doesn't know what to do in the scenario and she's like I-, I don't have the power here because this isn't my house and like you're my boss and i can't say no to you really or she doesn't know that she can't say no but like i think mon's a little bit uncomfortable with this scenario too because she's like this is new and uncharted territory in a way i i think i, I agree yes i i think she is i think it's like a shy uncom. i'm perceiving it as a sh- Reading the comments of the YouTube channel, I'm perceiving it as a shy, uncomfortable versus a I'm uncomfortable that this is my boss and I can't say no kind of uncomfortable. Like I like you're saying, like, I think they're on the same page of like they both want something, but they can't quite communicate what it is that they're trying to do. I don't so, think they know. They don't right. know what they're doing. It's part right. of it. It's like one of those things. It's like I have these feelings and I don't know what they mean. And I don't I don't understand what this is. But I just mm-hmm. I need to be around you. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I agree that that's that is what's happening. And I think in my mind, Mon is also a shy person. Mm-hmm. Again, the power thing is always there. I just I need yeah. to point that out. Like you can't you can't separate the two because the reason they're there is because Sam, her boss is like, we need to work at my house. So you really can't separate the two in the scene. I think that eventually like goes away and that's not mm-hmm. really part of their relationship. Like later Sam's like, I just come to work to see you. And, like it literally goes away. But like mm-hmm. at this point, like work is such a big part of Sam's identity. You really can't separate the two quite yet. So like 
it's a weird situation for a lot of reasons is, is all I'm saying. Yeah. And like it's uncharted territory because like you said, they want something more than this boss employee relationship, but nobody knows what that is or how to communicate it. Right. Right. So it adds a little bit of like weirdness to the scenario. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, it's uncomfortable and you know, navigating this without that is also uncomfortable. Like, you know, it's, it's part of growing, like, you know, mm-hmm. and evolving. So it's that and it's part of like kind of figuring out you're queer like this is taking totally friends to like romantic like turning it into romantic like they're at that weird form where they're like do we even talk about this i have weird feelings but i don't know if you have these feelings like it's it's this weird like they're both in the same spot like they both are like not power wise but like feelings wise like they're both kind of in the same like at the same level of like interested in each other but exactly what you're saying they don't know how to handle that or like what that means or where to go from here or literally anything and that's again I guess why you would call it useless lesbians like (laughs) but they're like baby gays like they're they're just baby gays they're just they're trying it's hard yeah and think about it, like, and also, I just, I don't know the sexuality of the two of them. It's not really mm-hmm. discussed, but, like, I'm just going to use that term because I think it's funny. And it's a trope. It's really more mm-hmm. so the trope thing than a label for either of these these people. But I want to add to that and say that just in general, like, this is the first romantic relationship or set of feelings I think either of them have ever had. And so to add the queer element to it on top of that it's like a double whammy of like i have no idea how to navigate this like at all like Mm -hmm. i don't think either of them really understand what's going on at all because like i think the queerness also makes it more confusing because like they say later that like both of them are like i never liked women before you so like i don't think they really know what is going on and they're like i just have these feelings and i'm confused and i just want to be near you that's literally it and just Mm -hmm. this is them just navigating it for like 12 episodes basically (laughs) And I think it's fascinating. Yeah. And I think Lady Sam is using her power in order to keep Mon close. And I think she's, and she's using it inappropriately, but she doesn't know what else to do. She's like, I want you here and I want you to want to be here, but I don't know how to get, like, I don't know if you want to be here and I don't know how to get you to want to be here. So I'm going to tell you, you have no choice because at least I'll have you, which is also problematic. It is problematic, but it's part of the Mon learns to like read between the lines with her later when she's like, okay, I understand what you're actually saying because Mm -hmm. Sam cannot communicate to save her life, which is a huge problem. And that's what causes these weird situations really in the beginning because Sam cannot and doesn't know how really to communicate. She's never, she never learned. No, all she knows how to do is wield power because that's what Mm -hmm. grandmother taught her to do. So. That's who we're dealing with in the beginning. And it's, mm-hmm. is it toxic on the surface? Absolutely it is. Yes. And I'm, I want to point it out. It is. Yes. But understanding Sam and like who Sam is at this point, like you're right. Like this is how she knows how to behave. This is all she knows. And mm-hmm. it takes Mon some time to like be like, I understand what this is. And she starts trans, like Sam is a language where she's like, I understand what you're saying now. Mm-hmm you know but we're not yeah. there yet right we're not there we're no we're, we're not, nowhere near that <laughs> we're nowhere near the baby gays got to figure their shit out and yeah. one of the ways they figured that out is the pool scene that happens later so like basically insomnia and they end up at the pool essentially mm-hmm. and i think that like 
And I think this is part of Sam. Poor Sam. I think Sam actually has, has some health problems. And I think insomnia is actually one of them. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, the prior episodes, remember with the texting where she's like, what the fuck are you texting me? It was like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think Sam is like regularly up at like these weird hours. So I think she actually just has a degree of insomnia. And then with their sleepovers, like Sam will randomly be awake in the middle of the night. So like, I think the poor woman like literally can't sleep through the night. Um, but here at Simone's first sleepover, um, again, she gay has insomnia. Panic. I think it's part, yeah, part of it's gay <laughs> panic. And she like goes out by the pool and um, she half-heartedly like checks to say, because I think she wants to talk to Mon. And then she like half-heartedly like leans over like, are you awake? Mm-hmm. But like doesn't say anything. She like is like, I'm going to check to see if she's awake by not saying anything and just hovering over her because mm-hmm. she's useless. And then she's like, I guess she's asleep. And so she goes <laughs> Which, that scene is just funny on its own because like because like i think part of sam is like i want to wake you up but like i i care about you on some level and don't want to wake you up it's like one of those conflicts well, it's also like it's also like i don't know if i should wake you up like, yeah are we at totally. that like is that a part of where we're at right now like can i wake you up like is that rude like i think it's this weird like continuing with like the turmoil of like she doesn't know what's happening or how she's feeling or like anything yeah so what does sam do i'm not going to answer these questions so she goes up to the pool (laughs) (laughs) i'm not going to think about it one more second (laughs) no i'm going to go stare at the pool because it's a i would stare at that pool too that pool is gorgeous Mm -hmm. i don't blame her so she does that and then mon eventually wakes up and she's like where the fuck is sam I hope she, being the empathetic person that she is, she's like, I don't care what the scenario is. I need to make sure she's okay because she's obviously a mess. So she goes to find her and they meet up at the pool, basically. And the conversation they have, I think, is a really important one to talk about because they talk about families, which is, (laughs) judging from our conversation, it's the root of a lot of the issues going on here. But I think what was revealing here is that Mon talks about her family and the fact that um, her mom and her stepdad, whom we've met, are very loving and supportive of her. And Sam admits here that she envies that because if you think about it, like that love and support is something like her money and power can never, like she can't yield her power or money to get that ever from somebody. You can only, it's always going to be artificial. And so I think that that that's important to note because Mon does walk through the world like somebody who was raised in a loving household. And I think partially that's what Sam is actually attracted to because it's like that's another element of something that Sam doesn't have, but she desperately, desperately wants. And she she says to Mon in this conversation, like, you're lucky to have them looking after you, unlike me. And to me, that's that's super sad because obviously, but um, no one in Sam's family is really looking out for Sam, like wholly and completely the way Mon's family looks out for her. Like it's not unconditional. It comes with all the strings. Like Kirk wants the status. He wants the respect of the grandmother. Yeah, he cares about her, but there's strings. Same with the grandmother. She wants Sam to obey her and like live the life that she's pictured for her. Basically her sisters fucked off to do their own thing. Like leaving Sam in the process. They're like, I care about me more and I'm gonna leave. Both of them did. And so Sam just really has her found family, like the friends that we've talked about, which are super important. Um, But I don't think Sam really recognizes like that friendship for what it is. 
because in this moment she's basically telling mom well nobody really cares about me the way your your family cares about you and i think that sam's friends really do care about her as a found family but i don't think sam sees that as clearly something to add to that like i i to so i don't have like the greatest relationship with my family so like i can see how what you're looking for someone to like your family to care about you because you love your family like depending on the situation but in this situation like she loves her family she wants her family to be this loving and supporting like relationship because yes a found family is great and if that's what you choose as your full family and and or only family like that is fantastic and do that but some people want to have their their blood family to be that and some people don't have it so i think she's looking for so as much as she has her friends she thinks of them as her friends not necessarily her family and right. she she wants that family so i can i can understand um kind of her like while yes she has the friends she she doesn't have the the family part that that mon has and yeah so- I, you know and like think about it the grandmother raised her mm-hmm and I think it it deeply hurts her a lot that her grandmother doesn't unconditionally love her. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that really like weighs on her a lot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But Sam does have a support system of people yes. who unconditionally love her. Um, I just want to point out that like she her her brain does not think about them like that, which I right. find interesting. Um, but you're right; it's more of a familial thing mm-hmm. for Sam. She definitely doesn't think about Kirk like that. Like she's excluding all the people we've met so far. So it just it's just very sad. Like poor Sam yeah. doesn't feel like unconditionally loved by anybody. Mm-hmm. Really. Do we know what happened to her mom and dad? So it's never explained, but I get the impression they're dead. Mm-hmm. Um because Sam at one later point, when she's talking to Mon's parents or Mon's mother. Mm-hmm. says like you remind me of my mother so like sam remembers right. her it's not like like infants like the death of the family she remembers like her her mom at least so i would imagine something happened when she was young that mm-hmm. ended up them being in the custody of the grandmother so if her if mom's mom reminds her of her mom when she was young i wonder if that's why she's like i you're so lucky to have them looking out for you because now she doesn't yeah you know, no like, exactly like and at this stage during this conversation she doesn't know who mon's mother is she hasn't oh, talked to yeah. her or seen her this is the later scene like she's in the right. room with them and she's like you're very kind you remind me of my mother who's also kind mm, okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah. is basically like oh you have kind parents i wish i mm. had that that's basically well, this conversation yeah well currently like maybe she remembered having them when she was younger correct yeah yeah which makes the stuff with the grandmother probably hurt more because like yeah to have had the thing and lost it is worse mm. than to have never had it at all right yeah so how do we solve this we push each other in the pool and have a tickle <laughs> fight, obviously because that solves everything that's just and, typical gal pal behavior theory. you know it's what you do when you sleep over at your boss's house i guess <laughs> so <laughs> what's cute about this scene is that this is the first time Mon sees Sam smile. Like we've seen Sam smile, but like Mon hasn't seen it yet. And she comments and she's like, aw, she's like, finally, I made you happy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And of course this leads to face touching, gay staring. And then Mon falls into Sam again because Mon doesn't do yoga, obviously. <laughs> has no balance. 
But the payoff for Mon is fantastic because after 10 whole seconds of gay staring and Mm -hmm. listening to heartbeat noises, Sam says, she admits that her heart races around Mon and she's like, I don't know why, but like for some reason, my heart's a thundering around you. And nobody Mm -hmm. knows what to do with that. Um, But I will say that overall... This was the worst work session I've ever seen, but like these disaster days had a lot of fun. <laughs> That's what matters. Yeah, I mean, yes, they they definitely seem to have a lot of fun, and and there was no way that inviting Mon over was ever going to end in anything being productive happening. Absolutely like, not. Nothing. It's like, oh boy, it's like say, oh, like to somebody you're interested in, like trying to flirt or whatever, like, oh, do you want to co-? like when you're in college or something? Oh, you want to come over and study? And then no study ha- studying happens ever. No, like what it was are, never going to work. It was never going to happen. No, go do that alone in your own time. Go study. You know what? And I think Sam knew that. But mom being the innocent person that she is, she's like, OK, mm-hmm. God damn it. You know what I love, though? what the beginning of episode four all right Mm -hmm. what happens so basically mon wakes up in the morning and sam's downstairs and sam's getting ready to go see her friends for breakfast and then this whole uh you know will they won't they thing happens again and Sam roundaboutly asks Mon to go to breakfast, but not really because she makes Mon invite herself and she's like, oh, you just want to like a free food or something. (laughs) Yeah. That's like, girl, what? So that's bullshit. And then, (laughs) and so then Mon gets to meet Sam's friends for the first time and she immediately gets adopted. I love it. Immediately. Um, I love the friends because like everybody's super on brand in this scene. Like, Kate is like leading into the fact that she's a she's an actress. She's like, oh my god, I'm so famous. Don't take photos with me. And the friends are like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> T hits on Mon immediately. She's like, you're cute. What's your mm-hmm. deal? And Jim insists that everybody uses her code name Martha that nobody uses the entire show. And that's one of my favorite things is that nobody abides by that. Like not one person. It's fucking hilarious. And the friends in front of Mon start using all those weird names for Sam. And they call her here the Honorable Horn Fuzzy, which (laughs) I was so confused about this the first time because I missed the translation of it. Uh, Apparently it's supposed to be dirty, but I still honestly don't get it. Uh, Basically the explanation is like, she's an honorable lady, so we just joke around and call her Horn 3d personality fuzzy lady and i think it's read as three is read as sam so it's kind of like a play on like the spelling and like in their language and like how you fit sam in there i tried so many times to look up with it like look up the actual translation between because like maybe it's just translated funny uh no idea i it didn't it didn't help me i was like does it mean like I don't know. I was like, if it's dirty, is it like a sexual name where they're like horn fuzzy? Like, I'm like, what? they keep calling her it the whole time. And Sam does a bad an eye. But I mean, it's probably anyway. not new. <laughs> like, it's no, probably- absolutely not. This is probably like something when they were like 
teenagers mm-hmm. coming into their sexuality, like nicknames. Inside Sam. joke. I mean, yeah, obviously it's an inside joke. Nobody else. They never do this outside of their friend group. But I assume, like, when they were teenagers, they were, like, learning dirty stuff and, like, came up with this. And, like, it just, Sam was like, I hate that. And they're like, great. That's your name forever. <laughs> Perfect. It's <laughs> pretty much what happened. Because if you remember, in one of the flashbacks, this group was, like, teaching my dirty limericks. Mm. So I'm pretty sure that's when they came up with the nickname for Sam. They're like, God, you're such a prude, Sam. We're going to call you, like, whatever this means. <laughs> and it stuck for, like, 10 years. All right. Regardless. Uh, the friends know Sam better than she knows herself. And so we get a good insight into Sam and her contrarian behavior and how to translate Sam essentially through watching her friends interact with them. And immediately they're just like, what the fuck? Um, Sam brought a human <laughs> to our lunch, like a living one. A living a cute one. one. I'm <laughs> sorry. You're implying that she'd bring a dead human. <laughs> Sam doesn't even bring Kirk to these things. Like, they're like, we've never met him. So here she is bringing some rando. Like, she didn't tell them she was bringing him on. She just brought Mont Because they're on, like, a 72-hour lesbian date. They didn't talk about it. That's what ends up, this weekend ends up being. They're on the 72-hour date. But, like, they had no a common lesbian thing? It's a trope. It's a trope, oh, yeah. Okay. It's a trope. So, yeah, we're, like, the first date last 72 hours because, like, you just want to hang out the whole time. That's what they're doing. They're And the next step is U-Hauling. They'll get there. They'll get there. <laughs> but first they have to get through this lunch where Sam is bringing Ma to her friends, who she brings no one. So, naturally, the friends are like, this is interesting. Um, Sam's being weird. <laughs> so, we have to interrogate this girl. So, they have to contrive this scenario to interrogate Mon, that's fucking hilarious. So, oh my god. <laughs> okay, well, it's so funny. But wait, before we get there, uh, uh, wait, actually, this is the one where like they're like, you need to help Jim go to the bathroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like Jim is like in the second trimester at most. So like, she's, <laughs> I don't like, think she's have... even there yet. Yeah, like who knows how much time is happening? Who knows? But like, she doesn't have the bump quite yet, which is what I mean. So like, she's fully capable of peeing on her own. Like, her bladder is not being affected. But she's like, no, I'm pregnant. You have to come with me to the bathroom. And Sam resists for like a hot minute until she's finally like, fine, whatever. I'll be a good friend. Take you to the bathroom. So then she goes, and then Jim's like, you need to check the bathroom and make sure nobody's in there. And Sam's like, okay. (laughs) She goes in, and then Jim locks her in the stall, which is hilarious. She basically like takes a belt or something locks it around the door handle and like ties up this dog statue and then is like she said natasha romanoff and like which is a marvel character like please which is so random was an assassin uh, isn't it isn't is she yeah yeah she's a black widow is she trying yeah. to kill sam <laughs> that's why it was random i'm like espionage right. or something yeah that's yeah. what I, I took it was like james bond like she's trying to be like espionage but like mm-hmm. black widow kills people anyway so oh, wait whole, Sam's the Black Widow, so she put the Black Widow into like she's Natasha okay, Romanoff. That, that's better. She's Natasha Romanoff. Yeah, that. Sam the superhero. <laughs> I love that. So that's when they get Sam out of the way, and then they take Mon and start like grilling her. Basically, they're like, "Who are you? Why did Sam bring you here? Why is she acting weird?" And poor Mon is like trying to answer all these questions. And during the whole thing, basically this whole ordeal, the truth comes out about like the fact that Mon doesn't know anything about Sam. So Cade and the friends are like, yeah, the social media stuff, we do that. That's not Sam. Sam hates social media. Sam kind of has a Facebook, but never uses it. 
that's us. The Instagram is on me. Don't believe any of that shit. And so poor Mon has like her whole world, like kind of like flip upside down. She's like, oh shit. She thought she was like, she took a lot of pride in the fact that she's like, oh, I know everything about Sam because I've read every interview. I, I know I keep very up to date with everything about her. But now to learn that like, that was all a lie. Like that's a lot. For, if you think about that, that's a lot for like the mod to like digest. She's like, wow, I just spent the night with a stranger. Like I thought I knew you. I don't know anything about you. I have mixed feelings about this scene because like on one hand, yeah, she's finding out that her world's a lie and the person who she looked up to and thought she knew it wasn't true. But I still think it's creepy that she is following every little thing that Sam does and like trying to like literally follow in the footsteps. Like you're, you aren't going to know who a person is based on what they put online. A normal person would have just pretended. <laughs> I know this from experience. A normal person would have pretended to not know so much and ask questions to get to know them. <laughs> Kaylin's telling on herself. <laughs> I do research. Some's mine. <laughs> but yeah, but like. You're right. That is the lesson to be learned literally from this. But Mon is feeling all the feelings of having her world flip side down. And for some reason, this is when the truth comes out. Not earlier when Mon had the opportunity to be like, yeah, we know each other. It's here. And where she confesses that, like, basically, I knew Sam. I saw her smile at me once and that changed my entire life. But we also get this other flashback, which is interesting. There's no dog. But it has Sam's friend group when they were little delinquent teenagers, <laughs> which They're is very assholes. cute. <laughs> they were little assholes. And which, again, shows that, like, the, the friend group has existed pre-Sam essentially becoming the heir and all of that stuff. And... Oh my god, the way they like fuck with Mon and they're like, oh, you... Because again, they're using the racism here. They're like, you don't know how to speak Thai. How can we fuck with you? And they're basically like, we'll tell, we'll, we'll write your poem for you. And they write a, like this dirty poem for Mon, who's like just trying to translate the words. And so they were setting her up to get in trouble because they never grew out of their teasing phase. These guys. No, they were so mean to her. They were. And it makes, but it, I, I feel like it makes sense because they still kind of have that bite to them, but they're very yeah. loyal to their friends. Very much so. And I, I wonder too, like, does Mon remember them? Do they remember Mon? Well, they're in the flashback, so she has to remember them because she was telling the story. I guess. I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, um, Sam ends up saving her from this. And she's like, get the fuck out of here. And like, helps her with the poem. So not only is it, they didn't just bond over the dog. Like, Sam actually came to her rescue in this moment. And like, actually genuinely helped, sat down and helped her out. So... Do you think this happened? Because I have or a is this a, weird, is this a fantasy? Yeah, or like something that she made up to be like, because the other one is too intimate of a like a memory for her, so that this situation is yeah makes more I think, sense. I think so. I think this is something she was willing to share with them rather than like. Let me explain in vivid detail what Sam's smile was like. Yeah, and then I think if she did that, the friends would be like, "I understand what's happening here." <laughs> Okay, but that's too much, Sam. I get it. I get it. And then Jim would be like, "I get it. I do too." So, <laughs> that would have got. We would have like skipped like 
eight episodes. Four seasons? Yeah, four seasons. Right, four that was yeah. the story. So instead she's like, I remember you guys, you were dicks. And then Sam saved me and helped me with my homework when she didn't have to. Do you like Young T's haircut yes. that matches identical to the current haircut? I love whenever they do that. Because they're like, you won't know it's them if the hair is different. So they had to keep the same haircut for 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. 10 years, I know. But also, Thir- is it I- 10 or 13 or something? No, I mean, like, I was, I'm estimating. Yeah. But um, what I do love about this is, like, I imagine, again, this they're in a school where they have to wear the uniform, so they have to wear the skirts, they have to wear the blouse or whatever. I imagine T is so fucking uncomfortable in this fucking uniform, because I would be, too. Mm-hmm. I, would I to wanted wear to wear pants so bad. They made me wear a skirt, which, I mean, at least isn't it a skirt. So, because, let's be real, I don't sit like a lady. Uh, but, yeah. I, it is nice, though, because you don't have to worry about picking out clothes. That is nice, but, like, at least give them the option to wear pants. Because it gets yeah. cold, and then you're stuck wearing a skirt. It just sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. I imagine T is very uncomfortable in this. Let everybody wear know. pants. Agreed. Okay. So then, after Sam learns that Mon has known her for, like, 13 years or whatever, she rightfully freaks the fuck out. Because it is weird. Um, And so she starts acting weird. Like, more weird. Like, for Sam, which is pretty fucking weird. <laughs> So then the friends are like, okay, mom, we need to explain to you why uh, Horn Fuzzy is so fucking weird. And they're like, basically like, she grew up in a repressed household. She's forced to hide her feelings. At this point, when they're having this conversation, Sam, for some reason, in the Japanese restaurant, is behind the sushi bar making (laughs) the sushi. I don't understand this. Or I mean, I guess it's like Sam can cook, which is attractive, I guess. But like, she's like terrorizing the poor sushi chef. Who's trying to do his job and like the royal woman is there like doing his job. Well, so basically she's not doing it well either. So no. I don't think she can do it. She just she, likes to stay busy. Yeah, she's doing her best and she's terrorizing scared. the employee at the same time. She's definitely scared. So the friends are like, look, see, she's weird. Here, you know, repressed <laughs> repressed much. She absolutely is. I feel like one of them made a joke, like why don't you go behind there? And then, like, they egged her on, and then she was oh, like, Oh, that's fine. Jim. When she was trying to get her out of there, she's like, What are you doing? Let that man do his job. <laughs> yeah. So they call her out eventually, but they, they tell well, her. No, I thought, like, like, I think they're the reason that she started doing it anyway. I think they were, like, playing around. And then she's like, You know what? Screw all of you. I'm going to do it. And then she goes, And then they're like, All right, come on. It's enough. Yeah, it's possible. Um, but the key takeaway here is that Mon learns that what sam says and does doesn't match her feelings that's the main thing and they're like it's because of how she grew up i feel so they're like, like it yeah go ahead in order to like understand sam you have to interpret what she says and does is the opposite of what she wants so like when they're ordering food like mon saw like sam would they'd be like sam do you want this and she's like yes and then they'd be like don't order that do you want this? And then she's like, no. And they're like, order that. And mom was like, why are you doing this? And then they explain. They're like, she says she wants something. I mean, she doesn't want it. So, I didn't get that. I thought they were trying to order her something that she didn't want. That's what I thought. To, that's what I thought, too. And this was before the explanation. And that's, you're thinking what mom's thinking. She's like, why are her friends being weird? And they're like, no, Sam is weird. And we just <laughs> understand how to interpret Sam. So when she says, yes, I want that, it means she absolutely does not want that thing. So with that knowledge, they're like, what do you think of Mon? And then she's like, I don't like her. And then they're like, Mon's like, mm. they're like, she likes you, although she wouldn't fucking be here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, like, in uh, our culture, I guess, 
we would consider what she wanted weird food then like not weird but like unique and so because she said yes to the first two that were like things that we would eat and i believe the thing that she said no to was something that was just very unique. Oh, she wanted sea urchins. That's not weird. That's or, I don't I don't remember. I thought it was something yeah, else. It was sea urchins, which I hate those things. So good on you, Sarah, if you like them. My grandfather used to try to get me to eat those things. I hate I them. I never I heard of someone eating I don't even know what that is. Is it uni or something? Mm-hmm. I think that's the Japanese word, but it's a sea urchin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that's you can get that at sushi. I'm not well. cultured though, so like okay. I you wouldn't like it, trust me. Um, I mean, I've had a lot of. Never mind. That's another story for another day. (laughs) So that was what was going on in that scene. And then we also get like, again, the friend group is not a straight friend group. Mm -hmm. And it's very apparent in the scene. Because everyone wants to fuck Sam, including T. T says basically like, if she wasn't my friend, I would try to bang her. It's basically what she says. And then Jim is like, I wish, but I have a baby. And like, poor Mon is like, what is this friend everybody's into sam which i i think is hilarious and and i love that jim is offended that like sam never hit on her which i i love it and this is what i realized i'm like okay this friend group is just a bunch of queers that found each other jim is definitely not subtle about it and i'm just really surprised that the way that jim acts doesn't make uh sam uncomfortable and not because like that's what she's doing but because um she's a female but yeah i'm thinking maybe sam just doesn't feel like she needs to hide in front of them like they're the only people that she can be herself um but also i feel like it's a situation where she never brings it up but the friends just know yeah it's very cute i just i love it that that's their dynamic like and they're not shy about it which is really fucking funny i think all right so after that we get the confession that Sam likes Mon and Mon is like seriously dying on the inside. Cause like her fucking crush of 13 years is like just admitted she likes her, which is And huge. just met her like three days ago. Correct. Which is huge. And speaking of dying, Mon finally tells Sam about the dog. <laughs> it's, oh my god. It's so sad because she shows her a picture of Su- like Sua, her dog, that she left at the school. And Sam's like, aw, is he alive? Mon's like, no. <laughs> so abruptly, like, yay, aw. This takes four episodes, though. <laughs> I know. Mon has no game, is my point here. I'm like, you could have, like, used this dog thing to your advantage, and, like, you fumbled this super hard. Um, But then Mon, for some reason, says to Sam... They have, I forget how the conversation transitions, but it, it essentially ends with Mon saying, if I would make a move if I were a man. And I don't, I don't understand why this is placed here because my read on Mon at this point is that she doesn't understand her feelings for Sam at this point. So I find it odd that she's like, basically like, I would, I would try and date you if I could. It just, Unless I'm reading this wrong. I was very confused by this line. So my thought, I think uh, Mon's facial expressions don't match what she's trying to portray. Because it happens multiple times in in this show. So like, 
so sometimes somehow like uh how lady sam when she says certain things she means the opposite sometimes it seems like mon's facial expressions mean the opposite like the character choice for the actor is a little bit off so or like the, the the expression choice for the actor is off so she doesn't she's more into this than her face is letting on right yeah i'm just confused why she said this though because like my read on them at this point is that they they don't understand what the feelings mean so just it seemed out of nowhere that she was kind of like it's almost saying like i would super hit on you if i was a man like it was just it was odd Maybe it was her trying to see what Sam would do if she said that. That's true. Like it just maybe. very it seems very bold of Mon to say that. Which good on you, Mon. I'm not mm-hmm. mad at it. It just it was interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of interesting, and um, I want to know how Mon does this because then we go back to the the company and Mon posts the new content on Diversity Pop and gets 50,000 followers immediately. And I'm like, how? How, What is your secret, Mon? What was in the post? Because help us. (laughs) I wish. Um, For some reason, though, she doesn't see it as the accomplishment it is. And she's like disappointed she didn't get more. And I guess it's because she has that insane 500,000 deadline from Sam. And uh, so she kind of like is down on herself a little bit and but she runs into Sam while she's kind of feeling this and Sam reassures her a little bit, which honestly is nice and it was a little surprising um, because again, Sam is in the process of evolving. And uh, and I don't think Sam meant to do this. It just kind of like came out because I think the feelings for Mon are getting too strong and are overriding her essentially like poker face or her neutrality because after it happens, she tries to like she smiles and she tries to like school her features back into like being neutral, which they usually are. And so it's to me, this was like one of the first times like the mask was cracking in public. Um, and Sam was very conscious that it was happening and like trying to fight it and struggling with it, which is, which is really interesting. And so that's important kind of like checkpoint in the like aggression of this. I keep trying to figure out um, this 500,000 followers thing because I just, it's so much. It's so, it's huge expectations. And to get 50,000 new followers on like one post, because you only hear about this one post. So I'm assuming that it's just from one thing. And unless diversity has millions of followers and they're like cross-promoting content, there's no way that that's happening. Unless you get an exclusive with Taylor Swift at this point. You'd have more than 50,000. Well, yeah, um, but I think that Mon's idea behind the diversity pop was to partner with like influencers. So I, I guess that maybe is your cross promotion. I'm confused if this is followers or likes, because at some point later, they're like, it needs likes. And I'm like, is this a translation thing? I was confused. I, I couldn't fully suss this out. And then I don't know if it's the one post, because like later they're actually working on like other like, articles and stuff and they talk about like bullying and like things like that so i'm super confused by this whole thing i need more explanation about the company right the company is where i'm unsatisfied (laughs) i'm like wondering if i didn't know so much about this world if i would care this much 
Right. Like, if it was healthcare, would I care? Either way, likes, followers, I just want to know what she did because help a queer out is what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, she is royalty. Yes. So there's a chance that like news articles could have been made about the thing that was written. Like it, it could be that maybe she's just on everybody's radar with this company because it's like the Royals company kind of thing or like one of the Royals com uh, companies. Yeah, that is fair. It's like if Princess Charlotte was trying to make hats I will or some never shit, know it'd be everywhere. What it's mm -hmm. like to have everybody want to know what the hell I'm doing. And I don't want to. It doesn't sound fun. No, that's that's whole Sam's whole thing. She's like, I don't want people people don't aren't entitled to know things about me. It's basically what she says. Why she doesn't really have a social media, which I get. So this is their this is the public's way of Getting to know her, like not like if he posted something like this, you don't think Mon would have eaten this shut up? Like, oh yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, Mon could probably tell you in great detail all of the content from Diversity oh, since for it sure. started. For I'm sure she knows. I'm sure her interview was very interesting, and they're like, "Wow, you know a lot about this." <laughs> okay, all right. Then, then we get Mon and Yuki hanging out. Um, which happens quite a bit when Yuki's having man troubles. So at the start of this show, she's dating someone named Shogun. And basically anytime they fight, she goes to Mon and she's like, I'm sad, hang out with me. And then she ends up in this scene texting him. He calls her and she's like, oh my God. And then she like ditches Mon immediately. So, um... I actually sorry that was an earlier scene in this scene they break up for real and Dookie's like I'm really done with him fuck that guy for real I'm really sad so she comes to see Mon and the dog and Mon is texting the friend group because the friends were like we like you let's make a group without Sam in it <laughs> so we can uh, get all the gossip because this situation is weird and she likes you this is weird so they're texting Mon and Mon is basically like, oh, I can't really talk because my friend's here who's really sad. She just had her heart broken. And T immediately is like, I can console her if you send her my way because it's T, right? Well, T. I, it's T. I will be pointing all the T and Yuki stuff because it's there from the beginning. Like, it's there the whole time, guys. So, foreshadowing. Okay. Then, um... Mon's like, okay, I'm going to pay attention to you. And then Sam starts texting her. And she's like, obviously, I can't pay attention to you because my crush is touching me, uh, texting me now. So she goes into the kitchen to, like, make tea or milk or something for Yuki. And Let's then, pretend it's tea. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> and then they do a texting kind of montage to me that feels very red, white, and royal blue. Because if you've ever seen that movie, um, basically, the boys are flirt texting One's in England, one's in America. And the way they do it is they have them in the same room kind of texting each other to imply that they're like kind of talking, but they're both on screen, which is really cute. And for some reason, this is the only time they ever do this in the show. They do it here for like a literal hot second. Or like Sam's in the kitchen texting Mon and Mon is like texting her back. I think it's a way to show that they're growing closer, but they only ever do it here, which is interesting. Um, and it's what's- though. No, no, go, go, go. It's very cute. That's, that's it's, it. It's, it's so, so cute. cute. I wish yeah. they did it more. Like, mm -hmm. it worked in that movie, too. It's adorable the way they do this. What's 
interesting about this one is when it ends um like they're on the they're they're next to each other on the counter like metaphorically or whatever and mon like jumps and like looks to where sam is actually standing and like stares there for a while so i'm like is there something supernatural also going on because <laughs> that's where i was like wait <laughs> wait or his mom was just like, I really felt like you were right there. Like it, it's like mom being like, I feel like Sam is is near me, kind of. Thing. I feel like that would probably be it. I think so too. But it'd be really funny if this jump started into like a supernatural show based on like that was the jumping point, and I'm like, what am I watching? <laughs> I would take that. My complaint is that there's no gay leaves, though. No, they actually they don't have any gay leaves in the show. There's trees behind them. There are trees. But there are no scenes with leaves falling in no. the show. No. They didn't get the heartstopper memo. <laughs> I, I think there might be leaves, uh, well, like, petals in the opener. I'll take that. Yeah. Okay. Because that's the XO Kitty vibes. Otherwise, it can't be queer. We can bring back the tree love thing for that. Mm-hmm. Serum merch star. Anyway. Then, after this, we get the prawns date, which this whole thing is interesting. So basically Sam's like, it's the weekend. Obviously I want to see you. Let's go get prawns because it's like an expensive food in like this part of the part of town where like it's famous. And she's like, I'll take you there to get the best prawns ever, essentially. And Mon's excited because she's like, ooh, fancy food. And Sam, let's let's do it. But Sam ends up like standing her up and Mon's all like dressed and she's like waiting and Mon, all right, Sam ends up standing her up because Kirk is like, it's a holiday. Like, I think this means the weekend. Let's go get food. Let's let's get for he basically has the same plan. And but he's like, um, Sam, you can't stand me up because grandmother wants us to go run an errand in that area. You don't want to disappoint grandmother, do you? And Sam's like, ugh. So obviously she caves because she's a big fucking coward. Um and unfortunately, like this starts the big cycle of like Sam constantly disappointing Mon like over and over and over again because Sam can will always give her grandmother what she wants at the end of the day. And it's really heartbreaking and sad for Mon, but the other thing that happens is in this vicious cycle, it also starts the whole thing of the friend group, like Sam's friend group comforting Mon, like being her stepping in as the adoptive family when Sam fucks up. And so they're like, ugh, fuck the horn fuzzy. Come hang out with us. So they go to this, they rent out like a karaoke room. <laughs> I'm keeping you entertained, Caitlin. <laughs> you are. I love and, you. And uh, they're, they're, Mon's there and like she's being all sad and shit. And then um, I think Yuki ends up showing up at some point because she's sad. And she's like, can Yuki come? And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. The more the merit. So this is when T and Yuki meet for the first time. Just putting that out there. But it's all about Mon, because Mon's really sad. And they're like, Sam fucked up. Um, so T's like, okay. Because T's not an idiot. She's like, okay, Sam is acting weird. Sam brings a girl. So she likes the girl. And the girl is upset over Sam. So obviously they're into each other. Like, let's just cut the bullshit. So she's like, okay, I think I know how we can get through to Sam. So they basically have, uh, Cade has like T and Mon take a picture with the prawns. And like looking romantically close together. And they post that somewhere or send it to Sam. I don't remember how this happens. Which immediately makes Sam jealous, which is another thing that obviously keeps happening. And T knows how to push Sam's buttons, like, the most 
out of all the friends. And T does it so well every single time. And so I love that T is the hero who's like, I'll piss off my friend to, for your benefit. It hurts because she's obviously into you. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, turn. sorry. I did it. Our colors look the similar sometimes. Okay. I I feel like T is the one who knows everyone the best and like always knows exactly what someone needs and will <laughs> will go to great lengths to make sure that you get it. T is just the best. You yeah, know what? They're no, all the really best. Great. I love all of them. I know. I love all of them. We know the like, least about Kate, I feel like, but she's too busy making movies the whole time the show is going on. She's the diva of the group. Which she's the diva. I, actually, I think it's Jim, but. <laughs> oh my God. Jim is so funny. I just, I love Jim. Jim. Just, Jim should not be allowed to rear children, though. I, I think you're from the children. I think Jim might be my favorite. They're, they're all so they're so great the scene is so sweet though like they really were like because I, I don't know many friend groups who like not they're not even dating i know point. like they're just they just met this person once they already started a text group with them like this is the potential love interest of a friend of theirs but they're like no we're gonna help you out like we are here for you and you alone we know that this is going to be fantastic between the two of you but unfortunately you need a ton of help because this is sam <laughs> sam is rough like this is this is a hard so they just they just like really took her in and were like look come here come hang out with us we're we're just chilling we're gonna have some food we're gonna make sam jealous like let's do this <laughs> like oh let's just help you out they also so, know and, that she's gonna have to deal with grandma at some point so yeah but it was uh, yeah i just it was really 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 it was really sweet and then they were scheming so of course yeah. the whole thing is a scheme well i think like the whole the whole thing starts as a scheme but they genuinely become like friends with ma is yeah because the they're just like if you think about them they're like they've known sam for decades probably like longer than we know and so they they can read her extremely well and so like they're just like you're acting really weird in a good way and we mm -hmm. need to help you get your head out of your ass. And so, and then they like can clearly read Mon too. And they're like, she's also acting weird. Mm -hmm. Let's let them be weird together. And so I love that they're just like, Sam will never go after what she wants, but it's pretty clear that she does want her. And so mm -hmm. I love that they're just like, let's, let's just, they don't ever like push Sam into it. They're like, let's put this out there and see what Sam does. Cause he's like, I have a feeling she's gonna be jealous as fuck and try to kill me. They're Which meddling. is exactly- yeah, but like they're not like forcing Sam to do anything. They're just like, let's plant the seed, and it's up to Sam. If I'm pretty sure I know what she's gonna do, but we'll see. And like, sure enough, Sam's like a tornado that's just like, I'm gonna kill you for this. <laughs> and she's like, I know it. I knew this was gonna happen. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> You're yeah. welcome. Yes, which is uh, chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. Episode five. 
All right, so that concludes episode four. So we'll shoot on over to episode five. So, which basically picks up immediately after four. So T's ploy to make Sam jealous works a little too well. And Sam shows up at Mon's house with a bag of prawns and manhandles T a little bit because the bitch has yeah. no chill. <laughs> Not yeah. Sam is uh. just zero to 100. There is no in-between with Sam it's great though like it's it, there's like a death stare and like a shove and it's just uh it's just so good it's so good because it's it's like it's a little like that she's jealous she's not a little a she little is, uh, so <laughs> <A> jealous <laughs> she's so jealous and it's oh my god so nice and like it it's a little it's rough on tea like it's a little out of line but it's kind of hot. So, and that's that's kind of the through line for me for this period. Is shouldn't have happened kind of hot. But I'm into it. Listen, yes. jealousy is fun to watch. Like, mm -hmm. Sam is such a stupidly jealous human being. And, like, she even gets her own theme music as she's like, mm -hmm. this is my favorite dramatic music insert. When she's walking to the car to tea, it's just that, like, final boss dramatic music just for mm -hmm. her walking. So you know some shit's about to go down. So, yeah, the, the wow. She is so Paradise. fucking jealous. It's amazing. And eventually she like gets rid of T. She's like, go away. Like we have, I have to talk to Mon basically. She doesn't say that, but that's super implied by all the body language and the snark and all the stuff. And she's like, okay. Like, just so you know, Mon and I weren't on a date. I mean, I sent you that so you'd think we were, but we weren't. Like, see, Yuki's here. So Yuki comes out and they're like, like see, there's another girl here, which... T can handle two women. So I, I thought with Sam, I'd still be like pissed off and be like, this is still suspicious. But T's <laughs> like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to take Yuki home. And so I need to point that out um, because she's going to comfort Yuki, obviously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I would love to know how the rest of that car ride went with just the two of them and what happened after because we know how it ends eventually. So I just stuff went down in that car is all I'm saying. Like, it feels very planned. Like, yeah. that, yeah. That, mm -hmm. Like, T was like, oh, yeah, Yuki, I'll drive you home too. Don't worry. And she's like, we're going to do this. Sad. He's so sad over that. Yeah, yeah. Like, Men are so dumb, aren't they? Like, you don't need them. You don't need them. <laughs> like, I, she was, I imagine T was putting on every single move possible when she was alone in the car with Yuki. And I'm sure they all mm -hmm. worked because we see how this ends. Mm hmm. Okay. Unfortunately, the plan again works way too well. And, Sam is not appeased by any of this. She's just like, listen, I bought, I brought you food and your mom. Go take this. And then the next day, she terrorizes the entire office. Noi does nothing because she's the most useless HR person of all time. And she terrorizes everyone until Mon makes a move to like, Mon has to be the one to make up with her. Because Sam is just like in a jealous rage for like. She's butthurt. Yes. Yes. And she's just like. I hate being, I hate feeling like this. I hate feeling like this. I don't know what to do. And then Mon's like, fine, I'll be the adult. Mm -hmm. And I think this is an important moment because Mon kind of steps into her power a little bit here because she starts reading Sam. Sam's like, I don't want to talk to you. And Mon's like, yes, you do. Um, basically. And starts like reading her to filth. And Sam's like, what the fuck? How do you know what I actually feel? This is kind of weird. Um, but immediately when Mon starts like doing this, like Sam is, it becomes a pushover, like instantly. Um, <laughs> and then when she's like, okay, we made up, great. 
Sam's like, let's go on a date right now and get prawns. I'm like, it's the middle of a work day. <laughs> She's just like, fuck the company that's failing and I'm worried about. Let's go get the prawns I promised you. And just, she's such a lesbian. I can't, <laughs> I can't with Sam. <laughs> I just, I don't understand how no one in the office realizes that something's going on. I, I know. They keep leaving in the middle of the day and they don't come back. But then also like the way Mon talks to Sam in front of people and like defies her, basically. If anyone else did that, they'd be fired immediately. Oh, yeah. And they're definitely surprised by that. Because, like, when she first does it, when she first gets her, remember they give her the gift? They're like, well, it was nice knowing you. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't happen. So I think they start getting used to that. And then they see that, like, oh, Mon actually is good at this, which Sam admits. And she's getting results. And we have a shot at saving this company. So I think they kind of, like, think that, oh, well, Mon's actually good at this. Maybe that's why. But they're never going to voice that out loud because they don't want to die (laughs) (laughs) yeah like their behavior is super suspicious you know but again hr is useless so it's just long hours working on some like new articles or whatever Whatever and they they have to go yeah they have to like do uh, lunch meetings they gotta eat at some point you know so they go out and i mean who knows? <laughs> they, they never come back. So I'm just like, is nobody concerned that Sam's abducting Mon like, on a regular basis? Um, no, they're not concerned at all. No, but also, like, to be fair, why would they? Because, like, Sam is has Kirk. Mm-hmm. And Mon's a good girl. You know, Frank is a good mm-hmm. girl. And also, Sam is, like, hates everybody. So, like, I don't think they would ever in a million years suspect sam of doing literally anything that she's doing in fact when it starts getting suspicious they they're like oh is mon kirk together like it never sam is never like implicated as like is sam being weird even though she's being weird Mm -hmm. they don't see it that way i think they're too afraid of her and like it never crosses their mind that she has feelings because remember when they were making fun of her they're like her face like her face is frozen like she shows no emotions i don't think they think she's capable of having them so I, not at all. Yeah, you know, I think it just never crosses their mind at, ever because they're like, Sam, have feelings? What? No, that's not that's not our boss. But yeah, they're they're hella suspicious and not super subtle about the fact that they're like constantly together. I do. Um, before we move on, I yeah. do love that screen grab that you took of Thank that uh, that scene with the little smirk on Mon's face, mm-hmm. like just the perfect perfect thing and like sam is like what do you mean what are you saying well what does what does she say there to like get sam to be the push oh yeah she's like my lady sam. she calls her like, my lady sam yeah where sam's like let's go get food right now yeah. I, need to, <laughs> I need to date you so hard like that's basically what pushes her over because again, this is Mon coming into her power. She knows what she's doing. She's like, oh, yeah. I know you like me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Sam's like, yep, I need to buy you expensive food right now. Let's get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Fuck my family company. Let's go. I need to date you super hard. And she does. Mm-hmm. To be fair to Sam, she dates her super hard. Mm-hmm. Even before they're actually dating. Um, okay, so speaking of that. So they go out on a date, obviously. Um, to get the prawns, which is re- very cute and sweet. And I love how super excited Mon is because, like, 
She's like, it's not every day I get fancy food. So she's like taking all these photos. It was very sweet and just super cute. And I just love how jealous Sam gets. She's like, well, I wish I was the fucking fraud because you're paying attention to it, not me. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> she's so fucking funny. Oh my God. She's like a toddler sometimes. And Mom's like, chill, girl. And Mom's not fancy. She's like, <laughs> Sam starts eating and she's like, no, 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 I need to take more photos. Like, she's totally <laughs> going her. It's so funny. I but it's it's important though because you're right about like she's starting to take her power yeah. from in, yeah. in this relationship. Exactly. So I think that part is really important to like to their dynamic. Exactly. Um, like now Mon is like starting to become in charge and and uh Lady Sam is starting to like take the back seat with the power and like is unsure now has to learn how to navigate that as well now. You hit the freaking nail on the head. And we'll, we'll get to my very favorite episode in this show, but it, it has to do exactly with that. The other thing to remember, like you said, is that Sam has always been in a position of power and she doesn't know what it's like to relinquish power. And Mon is teaching her that. Like sometimes it's okay to not be the one in charge. Like it's okay to let mm -hmm. somebody else take charge and take care of you, which is kind of what Mon is doing. And um, Sam is slowly learning how to like let go of the control which is very important. And so it even starts here. Like Sam's like, I just want to eat the food and hang out with you. And mom's like, chill for a second. I'm doing something. And mom's like, she's like, fine, I'll wait. Like, she's not somebody who waits ever. And then she's like, fine, I'll do it for you, I guess. Yeah, it's very cute. It's very cute. And like you said, yeah. this is what, this is where they start to get a more equal footing in terms of like, give and take. It's less like Sam takes from Mon, it's mm -hmm. more like, an, it, it becomes more equal, basically, which is important. Mm -hmm. And that's what a good relationship looks like. It's just, it right. takes them a bit. They have to work through trauma because nobody goes to therapy in the show. So they're having therapy on screen with each other, which is great. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to transition into this, but the next thing that happens on this date <laughs> is the, you bite my nose, I bite your lips gambit. There is no transition for that. No, no transition. I didn't see this coming. Not even Dan transitioned into this. No, I no. Sam is just like you know what would be fun. Um, <laughs> but like there is no transition. It's hilarious. Actually, Sam's transition is really weird. They're eating ice cream, and then all of a sudden, Sam's like, "What part of my face do you like the most?" Like out of nowhere, and Mom's like, "I guess your nose." Like what a question. First of all, Mom definitely had an answer. So there's that. But what a question. So Sam's like, great. Um, do you want to bite it sometimes? And Mon's like, obviously. <laughs> There's no hesitation at all. It's so funny. And then Sam takes that opener to like show her entire hand. Miss Poker Face is like, here's my whole hand. Um, you can you can bite the facial feature of your choice, my nose. That's your favorite. If I get to like make out with you, basically. It's not that. It's biting your lips. There's no making out quite yet, which we'll get to that in another episode. But anyway, she's like, because to her, she's like, my nose is, is your favorite part of my face. Well, then she's basically admitting that your lips are my favorite. I can't stop. She can't stop staring at them, first of all. So it's like, Sam, we all know that. But she's admitting it to Mon. And then she's like, but it's like going to be totally like gal pal thing. It's totally fine. It's what women do, I guess. <laughs> and then Sam is just like, they're in public and she's like, fuck propriety. Let's do it right now. And they're in public and Sam is like leaning in and mom's like, what is happening? Um, <laughs> she has her oh shit moment. She's like, oh God, this is happening. You're serious about this. 
Do they not have like paparazzi in Thailand? Because I feel like the heir to the royal yeah. family, I guess, or whatever it is, would definitely not be followed. Not this TV show. <laughs> they yeah, Stan doesn't ever seem to be really followed. Because, like, I mean, she's probably like third family in line or something. She's not like the direct heir, but yeah. You would think that she'd be followed or people... Unlike Kate, who's like, don't take photos of me. No one's <laughs> taking photos of her. Like, you would think people would follow Sam around. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. It is I, I don't know. I think th- this, uh, the whole, like... It's not kissing if your lips aren't touching, right? right? It's not, you gay. know, this is a. Gay. It's not gay. Like, yeah, this is what some people do. I don't know the people. <laughs> I, I like later when uh, there's a jealousy over like kissing Mon, and Mon's like, "Would you feel this way if it was any of your other friends?" It's like, "No." I'm like, okay, <laughs> "Come on, guys. <laughs> do you do this with the other friends? No, but people do it. People oh don't know who, but you know. I don't know the people, but there are people out there somewhere in the world. It's a big world, Mon. Yeah, gay Duh. people." Gay people do it. <laughs> That's it's very common in the queer community. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so that fail. Like Sam tries in- immediately to be like, yes. And then Mon's like, realizes what's happening. She's like, we are in public. No. And so she like either gets a call from Nop or calls Nop and then is like, I can't talk to you. Pulls an exo kitty. I couldn't really tell because it didn't give the <laughs> subtitle. It didn't do the subtitle where it's like phone vibrating. It's just like she's overseeing, like, oh my god, phone. Hi, Nop. And like it starts talking to him. But anyway, so that ends that. I think, I think he calls her. Yeah, that was my assumption. But either way, Nop twat blocks Sam. And Sam's like, god damn it, like, leaves. So then she takes Mon home and they're in the car. And so Sam is thirsty as fuck and shoots her shot again. And they get super, super, super close. Like they get caught in the tractor beam of gay staring at each other when they go reach for the prawns. And then it almost biting of lips and stuff almost happens, but then not finds them. So yeah. So as you can imagine, Sam takes that really well Mm. (laughs) and is such a gentle woman about it. Oh yes, because um, she's not jealous at all. No, she doesn't super jealously get out of the car and then get into it with him immediately. <laughs> and is like, why are you acting like your boyfriend? She doesn't like you. She likes me. What the fuck? <laughs> so, like, she basically like Mon tell him and right now that you're not into him because I feel like he doesn't quite get it. Like explain it to him in words. And Mon is like, girl, what the fuck? She's like, listen, uh, you can't. I need to talk to him privately. Like, what are you doing? And so she gets Sam to leave eventually. And which is funny. And then Nop is talking to her. Um, like she sits him down and is like, they have the conversation. And Nop's basically like, um, Mon, what the fuck is your relationship <laughs> with this with this noble woman? Because she's acting like your boyfriend, and I'm so confused. She was just trying to kiss you in the car. I'm so confused right now. And I think it's a little like pot calling the kettle black because he was literally trying to do the same thing with Mon. And now he's like, he's a little upset that he's like, well, she's doing it and you're totally like into it. I'm confused. And poor Mon's caught in the middle. Like, I don't understand my feelings, but all I know is that I don't like you like any more than a friend. And so she finally like, although like Lady uh, Lady Sam kind of like forces her hand a little bit, she does have the conversation with Nob and stands up for herself and basically is like, listen, 
where you're like a brother to me. Nothing romantic will ever happen here. You need to like let that go. And when he's like, I don't want to talk about this, she's like, no, 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 you need to hear this because if you if not, you're basically gonna like hold on to this fantasy that's never gonna happen. And like you just need to hear it. It's never gonna happen. We're just gonna be friends. And so I thought this was really good because it shows that like Mon, for all of her empathy, like you were saying, Cole, like that can be a double-edged sword where people could take advantage of the fact that you're empathetic. And it could put you in the role of like a people pleaser. Um, Mon isn't that. Like Mon will stand up for herself and she has the courage and ability to do that. Um, which I think is really important. And this is a big step for her that's really good. Um, something else I love in this scene is the super dramatic moment where she pushes him into the sprinkler. Like, yeah. it's so unnecessary and so hilarious because she pushes him, he falls. Then the sprinkler starts going off directly in his face and it's just like dramatic music. And it's just, I thought they were never going to talk again after this, but then they're like, fine, the next episode. So I thought this was super unnecessary and just really funny. I want to go back to what you said about Mon not being a people pleaser. And I have to say that I love that they have someone who is really nice like Mon but isn't a people pleaser because it seems like those things go hand in hand in the media and it portrays mm -hmm. that to be nice, you need to make sure everyone else is happy. Yeah. And you know what? I think I blame the media for my people pleasing. <laughs> yeah. Especially with women. It's, it's, it's part of like patriarchy thing where women are supposed to absorb, especially men, their feelings and accommodate them and, and people please. It's very, a culturally thing that's instilled so i think it's really important to show that like mon is very uh, mon has her own power when she wants to and she can she wields it it's like a soft type of power where she's standing up for herself like and she 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 chooses to like act like that in moments that really count like this one so yeah i agree i'm glad she's not a she easily could be framed as one all right then <laughs> this is like the episode where just like sam is jealous as fuck so then we deal with the mob, <laughs> we deal with the knob stuff, and then we go to work the next day. And Chin, who's I, this character bothers me. Who's married, flirts with like mm -hmm. all the women in the office, basically, and it gets excused, and I really can't stand it. But anyway, he flirt texts essentially with Mon by sending stickers, which apparently is like the biggest way to flirt with people. I missed this boat. What kind of stickers? Right. I have questions. We never got to see the stickers. But um, Sam is like, what the fuck? And so this sends her to another jealous rage where her, she basically just like starts terrorizing mom and, mom and sending her a million stickers and like all of the stuff and like gives Chin this impossible assignment to look up every sticker possible in Thailand. And she's just like going on a rage. And so she finally talks to Mon and, um, we have another moment where she actually like vocalizes her true feelings where she's trying to talk to Mon and Mon does the thing where she kind of looks away. It's like a submissive thing. And Sam takes her face and makes her look at her and basically says, I hate it when I talk to you and you face away from me. And Mon kind of like her demeanor really changes after Sam says this. And I think it's for her, Mon recognizes the moment as it's like Sam being honest, which has been a huge problem because Sam just says, She's a contrarian. She says exactly the opposite of what she means. But in this moment, she's telling Mon a direct truth. She's like, I hate it when you do this. Like, don't do this. And so that's when Mon chooses to initiate the gambit where she does the nose biting thing. Um, and she says, like, it's like 
a reward, I guess. Like, it's a kind of a reward for, like, her being honest, I think. And then she's like, okay, now I'm going to be honest with you. Stop terrorizing your employee <laughs> when you're jealous. Like, um, which telling her not to do that should be HR's job, not mine's, but um, whatever. Um, for me, I think it's very important that it's Mon who actually initiates, like, physical stuff here especially in the office where they should not be doing any of this but i think it's important that it's it's mon who's like setting off the gambit basically because mm -hmm. like for me it off, it off centers they're like kind of like sam's in charge and so sam gets what she wants in the office kind of thing so i think that was a, a good mon moment mm -hmm. uh you didn't say my transition line Speaking of balancing the power. Yeah, off, <laughs> offsets yeah. the power balance. That's what I said. Okay, speaking of offsetting the balance of power, whatever it is. Uh, despite Lady Sam being awful and threatening Mon, uh, and threatening, Mon was always confident in her, with her opinions and words. Like, she never, like, just took it. Like, she always yeah. made sure to stick up for herself. And one of my favorite moments is when Sam says their first article will be about bullying and mon just looks at sam and goes but you're the bully like it's just like way to call her out and i'm very happy that she said that and i think it's a very good thing that they made mon confident enough to say no and yeah. voice like what like her comfortable comfortability with things or like it would have been even worse with Oh, Sam yeah. being in that power. I agree. I don't think their relationship would have gone. I don't think Sam would have initiated anything at all if Sam if Mon wasn't like that. It's because Mon is stands up for herself and has. It's really about the courage that Mon has because Sam has zero. So I think that that's really what initiates Sam's interest. And so if Mon was just purely submissive, like everybody else in the office, because listen, if she had like Noi alone in the office and Sam was like interested and was like you're coming to my house because I said so. Like, she would just do it. She'd be like, yes, lady boss, whatever you want. But that's not what Sam's into. Like, Sam is into the fact that Mon stands up for herself. So I think there would be no relationship without that facet of Mon's personality, personally. I think but. one other thing before we move on to the next part, um, I think the power imbalance also slightly, like, moves aside with that line for when I... When I talk to you and you turn your face away from me, because I think you're right that it was a like submissive or like you're a person of power or like a respect type thing. Yeah. And then when she's like, no, I want you to look at me when I'm talking or when we're conversing or whatever. I think that really helped solidify like that Lady Sam is starting to see Mon as an equal. Yeah. And I think that's also helping with her being able to put her foot down, Mon put her foot down and be like, no, you're stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, so no, absolutely. There's moments later, and I'll point them out, where Sam does exactly that, where she basically is physically demonstrating to Mon, like, I see, I, she honestly gets to a point where she's like, I see you as above me, like not even an mm -hmm. equal. Um, so yeah, you're right. This is a, like an I see you and like get on my level thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's a, that's a really good take. All right. So now that these two disaster gays are at the face fighting stage, <laughs> obviously you have to have a mandatory gal pal sleepover. That's just how Slippers. that goes. 
That's, That's the, the next show they're going to be in together. Sleepover. sleepover. I'm here for any show they want to put out there. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, they're going to gal pal it up. So they go back to Sam's. And Sam's downstairs. Just, I don't even know what she's doing in her night clothes. And Mon emerges on the staircase in this like pink nightgown get up dealy. So it implies pink it, nightgown. Get it up fits her. First, I have a lot to say about this. Because Sam admits that she bought it. But this nightgown implies many things. First of all, Sam bought this in advance, knowing A, Mon, Mon's favorite color, her size. Interesting. <laughs> And, and and with the knowledge that Mon is going to stay over again. So there's a lot of assumptions that Lady Sam put into buying the gown, which I fucking love. And it's also, like, not Sam's style. Like, it, the style of it is very Mon. Like, it's frilly. It's much more, like, feminine and fun and, like, colorful. And they've been on, like, it's two cute. dates. It's, it's cute. cute. But, like, it's- Sam notice it implies that Sam observes and is noticing a bunch of things about Mon and is like filing that shit away and then it manifests in this gown that's like so very Mon. You know what I mean? So it says a lot about Sam. Sorry. Do you think that she outsourced someone else? Bye, Cole. We'll never know. Cole's gone. If you're listening at home and not watching this, you're probably really confused. <laughs> I will probably edit that out. Or not. Who knows? Um, do you think that Sam outsourced the buying of the, like, do you think Sam knew what to buy or do you think she asked somebody? No, I think Sam did it herself. Sam? Mm-hmm. I think Sam did it herself. I don't, I don't think she think, would, go ahead, I go don't ahead. think she would trust anybody else to do it. Mm-hmm. Also, That's like, right. I, she's like, I know what she wants. <laughs> I love later when they're at the store and she just buys lingerie in front of mom. Mom's like, we don't need yeah. that. She's like, yes, we do. <laughs> she also knows yeah, what she wants. Exactly. Yeah, she that's, she exactly. knows what Sam wants. Lady right. Sam knows what Lady Sam wants. No, I think she's too obsessed. I don't think she would trust anybody with that information. And she's like, they're going to fuck it up. I'm going to mm, do it. I, okay. think, I think she bought it. That's herself. fair. Yeah. That's fair. When she had time to do that, between all of her dates with Mon, that I don't know. But she definitely did it. She probably snuck out of the office and <laughs> it in or ordered it online. Yeah, she could have ordered it. And, like, that's true. That's true. It could have been a, I'm the queen or whatever. Send it to my house right now. Yeah. And they would do it. But yeah, she 100% did this. So it's, for me, this is evidence that Sam is pre hauling essentially. And she's already carving out space for mine. Cause this was probably like sitting in the wardrobe, like for her. Mm-hmm. And they're not even dating yet. And Sam was already like making of space for Mon in her home, her like big private estate that nobody's ever allowed over, which is so huge. And I don't, I don't know that Sam is hundred percent conscious of like what she's actually doing here. Um, because again, her friends point out, this is her personal space and she's already like with, you know, making a home for Mon without like Mon even knowing and without her really knowing what she's doing. Like it's, it's very interesting that like she's doing this on her own kind of thing. All right, so then we get to the part where things get more uh, balanced, shall we say. Mon's like, okay, listen, if we're going to be gal pals or whatever the fuck this is, <laughs> whatever we're calling this, I'm going to need you to actually be honest with me because I'm really tired of playing. Like, you're cute and this is fun and everything, but I'm really tired of playing the, gu- the guessing game. Like, I'm fucking tired. Just tell me what you want. And Sam's like, okay, I need you to stay here more often. Like, that's what I want. And Mon's like, 
wow okay not what i was expecting so she's like can you also tell me what the fuck we are <laughs> like what do you mean you want me to stay here you're buying me nightgowns like we're quote unquote working at midnight at your house like like we bite each other's faces like what the fuck does this even mean and i'm really mad at sam because sam literally tries to gal pal mon in this situation mm -hmm. and i'm like girl how are you trying to gal pal this like she's like it's fine that's what women do <laughs> You have queer women friends. Like, what do you mean? This is what women do. I mean, just you wait. Like, the friends are, like, real into trying to help this sort itself out. So, clearly, they don't talk. Right? I'm like, you've known T for how long? How is this confusing? It's one thing if it's, like, you're in a situation where you, you've never seen queerness and you legitimately don't know it's an option. But, like, based on your friend group, like... Why are you confused? That's what I don't I don't mean. You've you've seen it. I just why are you gal paling mod here? I'm just like Sam, what the fuck? I and poor Mon. Mon's such such a like, I guess, takes that as an I guess that's what we're doing. Answer, I guess this is what women do. I've never done this and I'm a woman, but okay, sure, whatever, I guess. I think the only thing that I would be uh that would be more I guess relatable for me is if like Mon knew what was going on and is just kind of waiting and trying to get Sam to say what she's trying to say versus Mon's um, like uh, genuinely confused. Also confused. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I, I kind of am like, I feel like she's playing it a little safe then too. Cause she's like letting Sam try, like uh, she's waiting for Sam to lead and she's yeah, not like it's it's almost like Sam should know more, but there but Sam seems to know less. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Because like Sam's older, all that kind of stuff. Also, I think on some I think I agree with what you're saying. I think on some level too, Mon doesn't feel like she deserves Sam. Like it, that mm -hmm. that persists for a very long time. Cause again, like she's a noble woman like she's older mm -hmm. wiser like all that kind of quote sam's a dumbass but like <laughs> older wiser kind of kind of thing i think it's intimidating for mon so i think she's like it, even if she like put two and two together and it came up queer i think that she's still <laughs> like what do you think this is because i know what i think this is i've been having dreams about making out with you since i was eight but what do you <laughs> think this is because i don't want to like misinterpret what's happening here because that right. would be awkward to misinterpret things with a princess or whatever you know what i mean mm -hmm. um so yeah i think i think that read also kind of makes sense but also i think mon is just fucking confused because they have conversations later where she's like seriously what is this i don't know what this is like what is this what am i to you what am i to you i don't understand just tell me tell me <laughs> but she's getting closer she's like getting sam to actually like vo vocalize truths like without being like you know i don't know like tricked into it i guess so yeah so naturally, once you're like, we're gal pals, and you start eating each other's faces, because obviously, now that we've cleared that up by not clearing that up. Sure. Yeah. Let's they, keep doing they, that game. They, yeah, they start biting noses and then lips. And then, of course, it leads to their first actual kiss. Because I'm really surprised they haven't gotten to that point already. I, I think they actually are kissing. It's more like instead of like, because like, they keep doing it whoever's initiating it basically is like kind of that person is like kissing the bottom lip but the other person's not moving so they don't actually kiss for like a while which is 
interesting. Yeah. It's the same thing. Are you kissing if you're not both kissing then? Like, who? That's not gay. That doesn't make it gay. Like, no, but we are definitely lesbians because holy oh, yeah. wow, that is a lot of face caressing. So much. There's at least 10 minutes of face caressing per episode. It's and gay staring. And this was cute when they were like playing with each other's cheeks and stuff because they both are giggling and like are like having fun. You know, I think it's really mm-hmm. cute. All right. So let's wrap up this episode with Sam's birthday. Sam's birthday, man. There's a oh lot of God. shit that goes down. They sure do. So again, a running theme, Sam's friends are the actual best. Um, and they throw her this party where they dress. The theme is like cheerleaders, which I don't understand. I love that T shows up like a tennis player or something which that's t's interpretation of being a cheerleader everybody else has more traditional things on and then jim shows up with an old-fashioned like um with like a cashier's machine and they're like what the fuck are you and she's like i'm a cast cheer because <laughs> there's cash in the machine and that was the gift which is the funniest fucking thing ever oh my god I love Jim. I love her. I love him. But I love that this is this is the thing. And what I also love is that they invited Yuki because Yuki's also in like a cheerleader attire. So I love that not only did they adopt Mon immediately, but they all start adopting Yuki, which is also very cute. And I'm pretty sure her and T are already dating at this point. Let's yeah. let's keep it 100. Because she's glued to T's side the whole time they're at this party. But the first time they met, I feel like they went uh, home together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they went and had a 72-hour lesbian date when it was off screen and we never saw it. Which is why I want their spinoff really badly. Mm-hmm. That would be a good spinoff. It would be amazing. Of, like, what was happening on the same timeline as this show. What was T's life like? And then yeah. T and Yuki. Yeah. I would love it. Okay. Then we get to the cuteness with Sam and Mon. So, like... The gifts from all of Sam's friends. Or, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, I was just thinking, wouldn't you think that Yuki would be like, listen to Mon? Like, yes. Look. Right. Like, look at what's happening. Mm-hmm. Look at me and T. Right. Like, do you not see any similarities? Like, is there nothing here? Like, hello? Like, <laughs> like Yes. I- at this point, like, why right. do you think that Yuki would have said anything to Mon? Because they, they're supposed to be really good friends. I understand Lady Sam, like, not wanting to hear it from T. I understand that. Yes, totally. Because she's prickly. But, yeah. And, and, and T is very, like, ah, I just do things with people and, like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, Yuki and Mon, like, that should be... They should have... Wouldn't you want to talk to your best friend about being queer all of a sudden? Right. No, I totally could agree with that more. I just wonder if at this stage it could be excused by the fact that they're both wrapped up in their love interests. Mm-hmm. They're not even mm-hmm. her and are definitely not mm-hmm. stage. But yeah, why was there never a conversation with Yuki and Mon about like Mon's feelings? Because hello like that that person would 100% understand what you're going through and be like mom that's not gal pal behavior like she would look at like heard that conversation and be like what the fuck are you talking about you then like basically made out with her for 10 minutes and you're just you think you're gal pals get out of here with this she bought you a nightgown like you know what i mean and you're sleeping at her house every night yeah 
gal pals. No, like no that words. Would have, that would have cleared up the whole rest of the show. Right. But yeah, I agree with that. Because like, yeah, Sam was never going to talk. Sam still feels threatened by T also. So like, mm -hmm. I, I don't think she could have that conversation with T. Um, okay. That's a really good point. All right. So then the gift giving. So basically the friends are wealthy people. So they all get Sam very, very, so just cash. And like, they just give her a bunch of money. And then so Yuki kind of apologizes on behalf of Mon. She's like, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't get you anything. I was like, I'm pretty sure like T woke up and was like, crap, we, <laughs> I'm going to Sam's party. Want to come? I'm pretty sure Yuki had no idea. She was invited to this till like five minutes ago. So she's like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Like, you know blame plenty but she's like me and mon didn't get you anything i'm sorry and then mon gets really embarrassed because again this is reinforcing that um insecurity she has that i'm not worthy of sam sam like look at sam she just gets a, a cashier thing full of cash as her birthday present i can't compete with that like <laughs> sam doesn't pay me enough for this so <laughs> um earlier in the episode she was trying to buy sam something Anyway, gets caught by Sam. And then Sam's like, why don't you just give me money and I'll buy what I want. That way, like, we both win. You bought me something and then I get what I want because I buy it for myself. And Mon's like, whatever. So they meet outside and Sam, like, Mon's all sad. And then she's like, do you want to see what I bought? I bought lip gloss, basically. <laughs> Strawberries. Strawberries are nice. And here's the change. And Mon's like, what the fuck is this? Like, what do you mean? And basically what's, uh, Sam was like, well... I want to keep biting your lips and like, I like strawberries. So like, that's the gift. Like basically saying like, I want you, you're the gift. Like you don't mm -hmm. need to buy me anything. Cause I have it. Like she has the means to buy whatever the fuck she wants. She's like, what I want can't be bought is, is what she's essentially saying here. And she's demonstrating to Mon um, that level of maturity, I think. And I think that it's really important the way she handles this situation. Cause poor Mon's like, that is intimidating to be like, well, I'm dating royalty mm -hmm. and I have nothing. This is, you know, the worst. Um, so she's also kind of sorry. No, no, no. Go I was, was going to say she's also kind of saying like you're enough. Yeah, like to just yeah. add to what you were saying about it. It's just like that. Mon's enough. Like just who she is is enough. She doesn't have to get me anything extra because she's the gift, basically, as you said. But, but yeah, it's just I, yeah, yeah. For all I, of I like Sam's it. lack of game and terrible flirting, <laughs> she nails it here because yeah. she's demonstrating to Mon like. I don't want anything from you. I just mm -hmm. want you, essentially. Um, and also the other thing that it's kind of demonstrating, which is interesting, is that Sam is not really interested in traditional courtship. Because, like, to court somebody, like, on their birthday, you would get them the best gift and, like, that kind of thing. And she's basically like, I don't give a shit about any of that. I just like you. Like, so I think this is a, this is a huge moment. And I love, I love how Sam handles this, because up till now, she fumbled everything. So, like, this is a big moment for Sam. I think it was like, she's got game when she, like, figures her shit out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to add your last point? Or no, good? you said it all. Okay. It is adorable that she does put the lip gloss on and then, like, Again, they're in public. And Sam's always like, we have to hide this, but fuck it. And then she's always like all of Vermont in public. And I'm like, Sam. I love it. She just, she can't contain her, her joy, which is beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, there's plenty. That wraps up episode five. Oh, wait. But then we end with, um, I believe, is it Cade? Seeing them kiss? Is that this episode? 
I don't think that's this episode. Yeah, because then she goes in and then... Um, oh, yeah, you're right. Get, she gets offended and then offends Jim and then that starts out the next episode. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It ends in a jealous rage. <laughs> and again, this is just the jealous... This is this is jealous Sam episode. The next episode is jealous Mon. That's right. Mm-hmm. They come back in and then... Again, because the friends are like, you guys are being weird. And the queers have not had a queer on queer talk with these useless lesbians yet who think they're gal pals. And then, yeah, you're right. It starts this whole thing where they're like, oh, that's fu- that's fine. That's totally normal that you guys do that. And then Jim's like, okay, well, how about I just kiss Mon? Because like, if this is normal and this is just what we're doing, how about I kiss Mon? That sounds great. She's cute. And then she like goes to step towards Mon and Sam like, immediately like swacks her away and later she's like i don't know i didn't think about it my hand just moved (laughs) she's like mon's not a toy and basically like says that and then is like fuck this we're leaving and grabs mon and they leave her own birthday party which is wild so it ends in a jealous rage and it started in a jealous rage so good job writers (laughs) full circle full circle (laughs) sam has learned nothing the saga continues thank you got a few more episodes we got six more episodes so you can't can't learn anything yet okay well seven seven i'm bad but does does sam ever unlearn the jealousy no no i don't think that ever goes away i think she's always just a jealous tyrant i think mine gets better being like stop it anyway so that was gap episode five um We'll pick this up next time with six, which is the Jealous Mon episode, which is super fun. Jealousy is just fun. And we get to see it on both sides, and it's just delightful. So something to look forward to as we continue our discussion of Gap the series. So until next time, hydrate for lesbian Jesus. Get it up all over the place. Bye. Bye.